Roll camera. Mics up. And action. Live from Australia, streaming around the world. Around the world. The most cinematic podcast of your week awaits. This is Bottomless Popcorn with your host, Morgan Brown. My name's Cal. And the last movie you saw was? Inglorious Bastards. Oh, nice one. Did you watch that with Blake? No, I didn't. <laughs> it was one of Blake's movies. We just did his one the other day. And that was, uh, I think that was maybe his top movie, I think, that one. Really? Um, he was quite into it. How many times do you reckon you've seen that one? Probably oh, between five and ten times. It's good. It is, I just didn't yeah. want to pick a Tarantino. Yeah, no, I get it. He's um one that it's he and his films, but that one specifically is one that's come up a few times. So I guess it's um it's always pretty cool to see why everyone likes it as well, which is pretty neat. Um, it's going to get into a bit of how we knew each other before we get started. Did you want to have a stab at that, or do you want me to try and take a, a quick explanation of that? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while, a couple of years now. It is. Mutual friends? Uh, yeah, mutual friends. And then uh, <laughs> just both kind of worked out. We had a very similar appreciation for movies and cinema. And then That's right. uh, kind of worked out that before we even knew each other, you probably ended up coming into the cinema that I worked at quite a fair bit. So probably had crossed paths before we knew about each other but didn't realise. Absolutely. I remember there was the photo of the dog when... That Jurassic Park came out. Yes. Was it your dog? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was it for sure. All right. Well, we're gonna go to the movies today, Cal. We're gonna we're gonna uh, see your favorite film, but we're gonna have trailered your uh, top three beside it. Um, but uh, if we're going to the movies, we're probably gonna make a pit stop to the candy bar. So, what uh, what snacks are you gonna pick up on the way through? All right. Um, the must pick up is peanut M and M's. Sure. Um, I don't eat much popcorn because it gets caught in my teeth. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. You always feel like you've immediately got to brush your teeth after. Which it, is right? a pretty unpopular opinion, really. <laughs> probably for this podcast, especially. Yes. Um, and probably just a Coke. Or a Pepsi cinema at my cinema, Cal. So do you want to change your answer there? Or what? Sorry, mate. Yeah, uh, Pepsi Max. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, if you if you go into the movies as well, are you conscious of the like theater type you're seeing it in? Do you go for like the the big screen, or are you going for like the the gold lounge where they're going to bring the food and drinks and stuff into? What are you doing when you go? No, I don't like people bothering me when I'm at the movies, so I don't really like gold class. Yeah. I remember back in the day at Charlestown, we used to try to go to Titan every yeah. time. Um, that was the one. We we just go see whatever was on there. My friend yeah. Ben and I, who I used to go with. Um, yeah. So I'm I like the Titan. Yeah, for sure. And I think now with it's got recliners and stuff as well, which is kind of just upped it even more. And they've um, put in Dolby Atmos, the surround sound as well. So it just sounds meaner than it ever did, which is amazing. And the sound was always good in there. And I guess now due to COVID, is it all spread out? I think so, yeah. I think there's like a reduced capacity. So whenever you buy, I think like the seats immediately to your side get 
block, so you can't be sat directly next to a stranger, which works absolutely fine for me because... Yeah, dream result. <laughs> yes. I'm the same. You don't want to be yeah. sitting next to anyone else. Yeah, especially if it's a massive, massive movie too. It's a long time to sit next to someone you don't know. It's better than on an airplane, but I mean... Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, do you do you remember the first movie you ever saw at the movies? Oh, No. I can't can't remember being that little. Yeah. Um, just all the usuals like Toy Story, Bugs yeah. Life, all those all the classic, early Disney ones and stuff. The classic yeah. early Disney and Pixar's. Yeah. Yeah. What about at home? Like, do you do you remember watching any at home as a really young kid? Um, no, just watch Toy Story on VHS probably a hundred times. Yeah. I, Shrek heaps back then, yeah. like. Yeah. Shrek's a good one. I've actually, that's been one I've been expecting someone to add to their list, but it has not come up yet. I think I'm sure it'd be in like, it. it'd be in everyone's top 10 probably, but I'm um, sure it's just yeah. missing out at the minute. Yeah. Um, what's a movie like you remember seeing it more for the experience? The, like you remember the experience of seeing it more than the actual movie? Definitely. Um, that's an easy one. The first Harry Potter. Um, oh, yeah. I think I would have been in about year four mm-hmm. and I was definitely in primary school and we went on an excursion, which is like one of the best memories ever. We went into the movies in town here in Newcastle um, and we saw the first Harry Potter. I'm pretty sure everyone dressed up um, and we <laughs> went to <laughs> just a general wizard. Um, <laughs> I probably looked like crab or goyle back then. And um we went to Big Al's as well for lunch. So I guess that shows how long ago it was. Yes. It's, not it's been anymore. closed for years. But and it so was the delicious. cinema's closed now too. Yeah, well, even the cinema's gone yeah. now, sadly. But, um, yeah, that was just such a cool experience. Yeah, for sure. That's neat too. That would have been, I'm pretty sure they all came out around the, like the end of the year too. So that's probably like, yeah, yeah end of year movie day thing, right? Yeah, it would have been a very special um, event especially for a 10 year old kid. Yeah, for sure. Probably the highlight of my year. <laughs> um, I think you kind of just answered it, I guess. Did you read the Harry Potter books as well? I did as yeah. Did. So I cared heaps. Yeah. So like films based on novels or any kind of existing source material, you'd, you take notice of that kind of stuff and you'd, you'd go check out the films. I do like to, if, if I've bothered to read a book, I'll definitely go see the film like yeah. with the Harry Potter's, the Lord of the Rings. Um, that sort of thing. And how do you do? You usually fall to the side of like the books. I don't get too picky <clears throat> and expect the film to be as good as the book, or vice versa, because they're just different. Generally, yeah. um, obviously, if they butcher it, it's a different story. But I think it's just cool sometimes seeing the movie version. Yeah, I'm not too strict is, about that. Is there? Is can you think of any? Like I know that argument's pretty popular about the the book being better, but is there any that you can think of where like the opposite is true, where the book is definitely the better? I like where the book's better. Um, oh, sorry, where the movie's better. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Like I like those last few Harry Potter movies. I think they yeah, like all the effects and stuff are good and yeah, they sort of did it justice. So of the the Harry Potters too, 
did you have a did your favorite book align with your favorite movie i think like yeah i like number four heaps goblet of fire because of all the like um tribalism tournament and stuff and being like a kid yeah into sport that sort of was the coolest thing and then that movie was all right i'll uh jump on we'll go to your first movie trailer now which is for the movie the grand budapest hotel yeah well i've seen it a few times um i really like just the way it's done um it's really it's got all those cute little figurines and like props and um of the hotel itself and those sorts yeah, of the things. miniature yeah yeah and um i really like his movies um yeah as well the actors are cool it's a good story yeah the music's good yeah so I, i've rewatched it heaps of times and it, it's a classic for me yeah nice it's a pretty like obscure one i, I don't remember it doing heaps well at the movies but it definitely had a crowd because i can remember before it came out like it it wasn't even like a slow burn it just had like a lot of interest but it never really had like i think as big of a crowd as it was maybe reaching for but i I can remember it coming out that doesn't Um, surprise me i mean it's pretty like arty and not very um yeah it's a wes anderson film isn't it Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um when you watched it this is more of like a technical question. Did you notice the aspect ratio stuff? Not particularly. No. So it it the three it had the movie set across like three different uh, time periods. So it makes use of whatever was the standard like aspect ratio of each of those like time periods in cinema. Okay. So it goes from like a one point three seven to one point eight five to widescreen, the really narrow one. Um, but if you saw it at the movies, it was shown, it would have looked like it was on your television. So the bars were at the top and the bottom okay. of the screen. But it's done as like a, <clears throat> like a, this immersive kind of thing, I think is the reasoning behind it to make it feel and sit within that time period. But I honestly don't think that the average movie girl would notice that kind of stuff, that it would be as effective as the, yeah, well, I mean, I am certainly an average movie goer, but it, it has an old feel to it, definitely. Like, it has a charm, and I think that's what I like the most about that movie. So it's obviously effective, even whether you notice it or not. It, it, yeah. it has that old-time feel. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's quite cool. Uh, George Clooney is kind of a, a frequent collaborator of... Uh, Wes Anderson too. Uh, yeah. There's an exact time code I've got for you here at one hour, 25 minutes, 26 seconds. Pause the movie and you will see George Clooney as one of the shooters during the shootout. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't either. I did not notice it. Yeah, I tried right. to look it up on YouTube, couldn't find it, but that is yeah. a listed fact on uh, IMDb, but I, I do believe it. So I believe it. I, I mean, I'll, it next out. time I watch it, I'll check it out. It's one hour, 25, 26 seconds. So I should be able to remember that. Yeah, I think I these movies are cool. Those, um, all the actors always returning and stuff. He does. He's like really big with um, like Bill Murray and stuff yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like the Wilsons and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what else do I have about that one? Sorry. Uh, the movie was shot in Germany. 
and uh, they the ho- they all stayed at the same hotel when they were filming, uh, and then they ended up hiring a guy from the front desk of the hotel to play uh, one of the actors at the front desk of the hotel in the film. But he never took off work to do it, so he'd go from filming all day with them to going and working at the hotel in the evening. That's, so they'd that's cool. he'd beat them back to the hotel at night to. <clears throat> them all back into their rooms which i thought was quite i like cool that, as well. for sure. <laughs> um what film do you think has the best uh soundtrack so you answer that two ways uh like pop music numbers throughout it uh, yeah pop songs and stuff and then the best score like original uh, all right well the best ooh, there's sort of two that cross my mind one is probably shrek Yes. Um, I mean, it's a classic soundtrack, obviously. It is, yes. Um, recently, though, maybe A Star is Born. Um, yeah. I just, I love Lady Gaga. Um, the soundtrack to it's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. They are good ones. What, what, on track, what, which, what stands out as the best song on that soundtrack, do you think? Oh, well, they're all like, <laughs> looking back, they're all pretty bad. Like, <laughs> Believer, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd probably be embarrassed, like, liking those songs now. But when I was 10, they were good. That was it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and what about, like, original uh, score, like, uh, orchestral music? Well, yeah, I know um, in the first, your first podcast, The Greatest Showman came mm-hmm. up. Definitely that's up there. That was really yeah. impressive. Uh, I, I was also not expecting that movie to be good. And I think I saw it at Titan and yeah. walked out thinking, whoa. Yeah, it was quite a surprise, hey? Yeah, okay. yeah. I find I usually struggle with musicals. And um, the fact that I even saw it was surprising to me. But the fact that I saw it and liked it was biggest surprise. Like it was, it was really good. Yeah, I was much the same. Uh, what do you think's the best looking film? So that's another one you could probably take it two ways. So how it's shot and how the camera moves, that kind of stuff, or everything within the shot is just really beautiful and stands out to you. Oh, I yeah okay. Uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty is definitely. Mm-hmm probably comes to mind just yeah. the the scenery and the way it's shot is really cool um yeah. those are uh, overseas scenes with in like um, iceland or greenland with sean and in the wilderness yeah um, and where the one where ben still is like skateboarding down the hill yeah really cool yeah for sure i agree that is a good one uh how about what's the funniest film that you've ever seen Oh, one of my top four is is probably the funniest. But outside of that, sure, like classics like uh, Step Brothers, Wedding Crashes come to mind. Um, yeah, The Breakup as well, starring Vince yeah. Vaughn, really yeah. funny. Yeah, that is one I think I watched maybe within the last nine six nine months. I think that came up on Netflix not long ago and. That was one I think I'd forgotten about and come back to. And I was like, no, it's really good. I agree. That is quite funny. I'm probably going to watch it tonight now that I've remembered it. It's very, <laughs> very funny. <Nice. laughs> 
Uh, what about the opposite end? What's the saddest film that you think you've ever seen? Oh, I um, the last time I maybe I might have almost cried at the movies, and it was when I saw Lion. Um, oh yes. Yeah. How was good. That, did you mention that in the first podcast? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I did. Yeah, it's come up as well. I think in a few other episodes, but I think rightfully so. I think it's very good. Yeah, that's it's good, but um, I think it was definitely prior. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a, a bit of a punch, I think, when it all comes together. And I think that I was saying to someone else too, like the the I don't know if there's not heaps of films that are like that, but that was one that when I watched, I was kind of like it finished, and I was like, oh, excellent, but I don't understand why it was called lion and then it has those few title cards which is his name has been mispronounced his entire life and the mispronunciation was that it was lion not uh whatever his actual name however yeah, yeah. it was actually pronounced was and i was like gee that's clever like I, I, that was I well done that film for sure and it's australian too like yeah I know he lived in a show but i'm pretty sure that's an australian production as well awesome yeah to see. yeah I recall that being the case. Yeah. Um, how do you do with horror films? What's the scariest film you've ever seen? Oh, I don't really watch them. Once, yeah. when I was about 15 or 16, I went to the cinema and saw The Strangers. Sure. And that was, it <laughs> makes me sick still thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sends a shiver down my spine. I'm pretty sure it was only like rated M or MA. It's not like, too graphic or anything like that but it's just yeah. terrifying was enough to to send it off yeah i, d- I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no man i agree I, I remember i used to when they would be on at the movies and stuff i'd kind of be like you sure like there's six other seven other options on right now that aren't <laughs> horror movies like i can sell you a ticket to one of them if you like, <laughs> like <laughs> try to talk people out of it so that you don't yeah. have to go in there or anything i hated cinema checking them if I yeah. was upstairs, I'd shut all the portholes apart from the one the actual light went through, so I couldn't see it. It was a yeah. mess, man. Yeah. And then I've, I think I've kind of, I've kind of come around on some of them, but when I watch it, I'm very much going, mm. so to make that, what they had to do was, and like trying to like break it down so it's not scary and go like, to remind on a practical yourself, level, the, the film. <laughs> this had to no, be done like this. It's definitely a film. It wasn't real. This, yeah, you know, it's fake. 100%. <laughs> I, um, um, I did see, like, the last probably good horror movie I watched, though, was Get Out, and that was yeah good. And those I do enjoy those Jordan Peele ones he's done. Have you seen yeah. Us as well? No. Us is um, quite good as well. I'd recommend that one if you like yeah. Get Out. I think Get Out was great. I was um, talking to Jordan about that one the other day, our friend, and I was saying I think for me the moment in that movie that was most, like, tense is the it's where chris has kind of worked out that he, he does need to in fact get out and uh is it rose she's on the stairs and like she's like you kind of know she's in on it but like that tension hasn't broken yeah. yet so she's yeah. kind of fiddling around with a handbag and like searching for the keys and then the reveal is like oh, i can't give you these keys when the penny drops yeah like yeah horrible like just so helpless and just like unreal but that is a great one and as i said like i think you would really enjoy 
us too if, yeah, okay. if you like that one. So I'd recommend yeah. that one. I'll jump on to your your second trailer now, which is for uh, Drive. Uh, you'll have to tell me about this one because I thought I'd seen it and I've got it confused with The Place Beyond the Pines, so I don't think I have seen this one. No. <laughs> well, I was actually torn as to which to pick between yeah. those two films, so that, I guess that's rather fitting. Um, drives, good. Probably yeah. better than Place Beyond the Pines. It's a bit shorter. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack, it's probably got the best soundtrack of a movie I've seen. That's really sure. well done. I think it's on Spotify as a playlist, so check it out if or just watch the movie um but it's good i like ryan gosling um and there's some other good actors in it too it's uh brian cranston i think this is like yeah. his first feature yeah, after, yeah. Uh, breaking bad i think it was, just it was around breaking the bad time finished. breaking bad was starting to be good so yeah yeah um so that was quite i didn't realize he was in this and then carrie mulligan is in it as well yeah um but it, he's like a minus he's a he's a getaway driver right or he's a stuntman yeah. in movies as a driver and then also is a getaway driver for criminals and robbers and stuff like that right yeah yeah and it's pretty cool. i imagine it's got some pretty cool car chases and stuff then right? there's or... some yeah there's some good like chases some good action scenes um and yeah the music's good yeah i um Looked up a little bit of trivia on this one because I hadn't seen it and I was worried I wouldn't have much to talk about. But uh, yeah. Ryan Gosling apparently replaced uh, Hugh Jackman. Really? In this movie. So I can't, I haven't seen it, but I can't really imagine Hugh Jackman in a role like this from what I read and I kind of looked either. at the trailer of it. it I can't either. It's kind of really ill fitting, but I don't I know. I mean, I like Hugh Jackman, but like the, the whole Ryan Gosling thing is just that he's like cool in this and yeah i don't know if hugh jackman would have had that yeah i i um i don't think so either and he's a lot younger i would think yeah yeah i think hugh jackman's like nearly 50 and it wouldn't work yeah. it wouldn't work like based on the age yeah i would because it's like, uh is someone Mulligan like, the love interest too yeah someone like jake gillenthal or something would work they're yes. similar um vibes i guess but yeah interesting yes uh so being the main character ryan gosling and then carrie mulligan's character she's probably like the second lead i think is that correct yeah pretty much pretty much but apparently they actually have very little to actually say to each other like they hardly speak or speak to one another specifically during the entire film so a lot of their scenes is based on a mood they've been directed by told the mood or the feeling should be this and they kind of just sit there and kind of stay pretty stone-faced about it and just which i thought was an interesting little yeah there's definitely I don't think not, I much, not much dialogue between yeah between them and even between the other characters is it noticeable like do you think on a first view you would have noticed that they're actually not talking that much or possibly not i mean i didn't it's just yeah they let the the action and the music do the talking really and the yeah. mood. So that decision to take out a lot of the dialogue was a decision between Ryan Gosling and the director, which is uh, Nicholas uh, Winding Refn, who he also made Place Beyond the Pines. Is that right? 
I'm think. not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me because yeah. there's aspects that are similar. Definitely. Um, after, after that decision was made, Brian Cranston was brought on and he pointed out that like people might find it difficult to justify or sit through a film with very little dialogue. So a lot of the dialogue ended up being uh, replaced or displaced and given to his character instead to kind of make up for the absence of it through other characters. Yeah. But by the sound of it, he isn't a major character in the film. He's only in a handful of scenes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of works, though, because Ryan Gosling, without giving it away, he's just like a brooding type, yeah. um, cool stunt guy. Yeah. And is this, you said you do enjoy Ryan Gosling films. Like, what are some of the other ones that you'd probably say sit on your list if you could have had more? De- definitely Place Beyond the Pines. I, I love yeah. that movie. It's probably like one of my most watched movies. But um, yeah. I just went for drive. It's it's a bit long, but yeah, I like it. Um, and because it's kind of like two stories in one movie, really. Yeah, it's kind of got three. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's like sort of in thirds. I think I don't know about time wise, but it's got the three. Yeah, different stories. Um, yeah. No, cool. Have you seen um, have you seen the Nice Guys? The Ryan Gosling Russell Crowe. I'd liked it. That was um, one I think I saw at the movies when it initially came out and kind of forgot about, but I've just seen it come around on television again. Yeah, is it on uh, the apps or anything? Because I'd watch I, it. It's I have pretty a feeling fun. it's a Netflix one, I think, at the minute. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's really good. It's it's one I don't think I expected much from either when I went in and kind of come out pleasantly surprised I had um, had bothered to see it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Um, if movies start winning awards or getting really good reviews and stuff, is that something you take notice of? Like, do you would you see films based off their review or their not necessarily? I mean, um, I like to sort of watch anything, and I don't think I have good taste, so I might like really like something and it might bomb, or um, I might see an award winning movie and think it's pretty ordinary, but but I, I definitely like find it interesting. Um, what does win and things like yeah. that. Um, it's an interesting concept. I don't yeah. get around all the award shows or anything, but I'll, I'll sort of read it in the news and yeah, um, it won't make me see something or stop me from seeing something. Yeah, sure. I'd really like to do a sports bet multi one year on uh, on the Oscars or something like that, just to see how well I go. Cause I really don't think my opinion would line up to uh, well with for the Those people make films, them. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mine yeah. would be full of red crosses, definitely. Yes. I think so. Uh, what's um, what's a movie that you can't believe you haven't seen yet? Oh, there's heaps. Oh, actually, it's the bit easy. Um, Inception. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, I've just really watched it. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. I just must Is have watched it when it was out at the movies, and then. I've always never, it's never been the right time to watch it on Netflix or something like that. So I've yep. delayed it and then I just haven't seen it. Yeah. Is it one, like, do you like think you plan on coming around to see it or are you just a bit like it'll happen if it happens? I know one day I have to watch it. Like yeah. that's the way I see it. But um, yeah, I just haven't got there yet. It'll be yeah. like, I think it'll be a Sunday afternoon 
with some dominoes, but yeah. I don't want to be too hungover. I want to be able to sort of focus sure. and not <laughs> sleep and yeah, one day. I think so. It'll be, um, I think it gets a bit of a bad rap in the sense of how people talk about how it's, there's too much going on and you really need to, I don't think it's as complicated as it's. Um, well, it's not, it's not as bad as Tenet, is, but I haven't seen Tenet, but um, yeah, it's not yeah. that complex. No, I don't think so. I just, yeah, I, I think it gets a bit of a hard time and I don't think it's the, I think it's, it's definitely more straightforward than Tenant. Okay. But I don't know if I'm saying that out of the reasoning that I've seen it before, so I know what's going on. Maybe <laughs> going in absolutely dry is a different story. But I don't, I do think Inception gets a pretty hard time, yeah. Um, is there a movie wow. you've seen and you really loved uh, but you've rewatched it recently and you've kind of had a change of opinion on it? Oh, I'm not sure. The only movies I rewatch are things that I know I love and yeah. I, I've watched them to death. Um, so like all my picks and all those comedies I mentioned before and all the Harry Potters, I would have seen them all five times each. And yeah. I'm ne- I, yeah. I don't rewatch stuff if I don't love it. So I haven't yeah. really changed my mind on anything. Sure. Like, not okay. lately. Yeah. Uh, um, what movie, we were kind of just saying before, I guess, with um, The Greatest Showman, but what's a movie that really surprised you? Like, you, you did go in with no expectations, but came out, you know, pleasantly surprised you had taken the time but, to see it. Yeah. I, I probably, there's probably two that stick out, like Get Out. I was just thinking, oh, this is going to be like a violent, lame horror. And it was a yeah. really cool story. Yeah. And um, and then, yeah, Like a Star is Born, the greatest okay, show. Yeah. A Star is yeah. Born. I, I was heaps impressed by the story, um, heaps impressed by the songs. Yeah. Um, I like Bradley Cooper, so it was pretty, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I, I always think like those kind of concert films too. Like, I don't know if I'd say that's a, musical no. is born, but um just the, i don't know that kind of aspect of how it's shown and like i don't know have you ever been to the movies to see like an actual concert a recorded no. concert on the big screen or anything no 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 i was i think given the fact you can't go out there and it's it's i've not seen one for that reason but i think if you went right now it'd be pretty cool because that's definitely as close as you're going to get to getting at least the audio experience of a of a concert Definitely. and stuff like for that. For a little but, while. Oh, I might have seen like the Parkway movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit different. It's not, yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. I just think like um, just A Star is Born was kind of like that, you know, like it had a lot of those live performances. Yeah. And, stuff. and I'm pretty sure from a lot of like accounts and stuff, that film actually, they are performing them live. It's not. They're mm. not miming it and it's been tried to be like matched to it later which i think kind of makes it all the better too which is really yeah cool. I, th- I think i read that mm. um what's a what's a film you've seen but like just seeing it the once you think was enough you don't you don't feel an immediate or any urge to come back and watch that one again oh definitely like oh, longer films um yeah anything that's too long because nowadays it's getting older it just takes like 
too long to watch it if i'm watching it on netflix and stuff at the movies you just don't have that choice um i don't know off the top of my head um just i like the star wars and stuff like that i am not a massive star wars fan so i would always just watch them because that's what you do and then i wouldn't need to go back to them yeah just same ones to say you have and then kind of move on i guess yeah yeah I'll uh, jump on to your third and your final trailer. Uh, this is In Bruges. Came out in 2008, directed by Martin McDonough. Tell me about this one. What uh, has this well, one earn its position on your list? It's it's just the it's just the funniest movie sure. that I've ever seen. Um, yeah, yeah, I love it. I think I watched it last week. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I try. I probably watch it every couple of months, but. Yeah, it's just really good. It is. I, I I've only seen this once, and I think I saw this when I was in high school, and I do remember enjoying it. But I think my takeaway was they said fuck a lot in this movie. Yeah, I think it's just um, the the Irishness of the characters. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Um, so much so about the word fuck, it's said 126 times in the movie's 107 minute runtime. That averages to 1.18 fucks per second. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was quite cool. Yeah. Um, the uh, film is also largely shot, I'm um, pretty sure, on the location, like in actually in Bruges. It's certainly a period. That, it, it appears that way. I haven't yeah. been there, but it looks really nice. Um, but set at Christmas too? Is yeah. It? I think. I mean, yeah, I think it's it's snowy. Would it be snowing in Bruges in Christmas? I'm sure it was set at Christmas. My question I mean, was just going to be, like, is it a Christmas movie to you if it, if it was? It's certainly not a Christmas movie. It's not. No. Um, no. <laughs> I don't watch it every Christmas, and it doesn't give off big Christmas vibes. No. It's... um. It's it's one of the funnier things that I've definitely seen Colin Farrell do as well. Um, yeah, and he, who's he? It's Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, his partner yeah. within it. Yeah, um, which uh, <laughs> seems like such an odd pairing just to look at and see like those two in a film. I think to begin with, they are both Irish. I'm pretty sure to begin with. I think so. Pretty sure. Um, but I just—it's not the kind of thing I would expect to see those two faces on a poster and have it be a comedy, and particularly they don't even have it be one you would enjoy too. But I, know. I do think this is a really cool one. Hey, their chemistry is probably like one of the best things about the film too. Really, yeah. yeah. The um, it's directed uh, Martin McDonough, who went on to do films like Seven Psychopaths and. Three billboards outside yeah. Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. Um, and I think he like is a f- more known for like theater, like writing plays and stuff. Yeah, as well. yeah. So I'm pretty sure his like scripts are always like really, really tight. I don't think like for, it's a comedy too, which is kind of what surprised me. I kind of associate those with having lots of like improv and stuff in them. But um, I think this is pretty tightly scripted, and they're just reading right. his, his words and stuff too, which I think is really really cool i mean that's even more impressive that it's so funny then um absolutely yeah but but he has obviously a very 
um, Dark Sense of Humor. Those, I mean, those oh, other movies are, are great as well. And they're, they're so funny. Yeah. And oh, pretty bleak as well at the same time. Yeah, they're very... Um kind of very somber stories very like kind of small intimate stories i guess but yeah but they definitely have a have a point um i'll move on i've got a couple more questions before we get on to your main your main feature cal um who plays callan farmer in the callan farmer biopic i would i'd love to say ryan gosling but the (laughs) the truth is probably like adam sandler (laughs) Um, Perfect. Yeah, I'd take either of them or yeah. anyone really. Sure. I'm hoping that film doesn't get made because it <laughs> probably means that something messed up's happened. <laughs> yeah, it'll be focusing on the entire lifespan, not just a not just the unique moment. I think. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite like line or a quote from any film? Um, probably. Out of In Bruges, um, yeah. where they're at a bar and he says, um, <laughs> one gay beer for my gay friend and <laughs> one normal beer for me because I'm normal. It's pretty funny. I guess, like, you wouldn't... Co- a joke like that wouldn't really be around much these days, but in 2008, no. that was obviously yeah, the done thing. For sure. Um, do you have a favourite character from film? Oh... Um, I like, I like the gentleman, um, yeah. uh, and Matthew McConaughey's character. Yep. Um, I mean, all the characters in that movie are pretty funny, but yeah. Yeah. I, uh, we had, I did an episode with Blake the other day, our friend Blake. Yep. And, uh, I asked him this and amazingly he started to do the accents and everything when he, he started quoting them and talking about them, which was oh, wow. I look forward to hearing that. I wouldn't attempt such a thing, but <laughs> I'm sure Blake will nail it. Mate, when you hear his Hugh Grant touching that barbecue, <laughs> amazing. Uh, do you have a favourite filmmaker? Like whatever they're making doesn't matter to you. You're going to go see it because they've made it? Definitely um, like Wes Anderson um, yep. and Tarantino. I'll always, I yeah. like all these movies. Um, so you've probably already got the French Dispat is um his next one coming out, I think, for Wes Anderson. Yeah, then, I haven't, um, I didn't see that Isle of Dogs movie either, but um, okay. I really like that's the stuff. claymation one, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I like his yeah. stuff and sure, he has a cool style. And... Um, what film this one? I I, I, I contemplate whether or not putting it in every week and stuff. And uh, what film do you think has the best ending? Well, oh, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't want to ruin any films for anyone either. Yeah, that's, that's why I, I think about this one sometimes. I, I like the ending of The Gentleman. Um, yeah. But even like films with like a nice ending are cool, like, Place Beyond the Pines, I sort of like that. There's a, um, I think from memory, the last scene, he just, uh, I can't say what happens, but he, there's a good song playing and it's sort of a nice sentiment. The ending's nice. Yeah, and that gives you a good feeling to walk well. out on. Yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of rare. Usually there's just like a crazy twist or something. and Yeah. So that can be nice too. Do you think 
ending like endings that have twists do you think they leave people on a bit more of a sour note because the kind of rug's been pulled out from under them like would you prefer like your ideal movie are you going out on a happy note or do you enjoy kind of the, the twist at the end of a movie I, I like it when there's like when it turns at the end um i mean the whole point of a movie is entertainment really yeah so i'm not um invested in it and yeah. i sort of i like when it's when it's done cleverly and pulled off definitely yeah absolutely uh this is your last question before we move on to your feature film but do you have a film that you just watch on like special occasions christmas birthdays things like that uh, not not so much those occasions but if i have uh, a female guest yes at my residence oh, um, i'm gonna get a pen out and take some notes here. <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't i wouldn't um i usually gone girl or okay. get him, or get him to the greek sure um <laughs> i don't know why but yeah yeah i mean and it's my my housemate nathan who i live with he, I remember one night we were living together and we just, I could just hear his get him to the Greek playing and my get <laughs> playing. Slightly out of sync. <laughs> yeah. Someone thankfully. was slightly ahead of the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. I, uh, this kind of has nothing to do with it, but only because you said get him to the Greek did it remind me of it. But uh, this video came up on YouTube the other day um, and it was about. <laughs> This is so random, man. This has nothing to do with movies. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> but I was talking about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was this comedian. I forget his name. But his whole, his, his whole argument was basically that Machine Gun Kelly is like a movie star or a rock star, but one in movies, like not a real one. Like he has all the things that make them a rock star. Yeah. But you just see it and you're like, no. <laughs> he is kind of like a caricature. I get it. Yeah. But his reference was get him to the Greek and Al Russell Brand playing Aldous he's Snow. Aldous, he's Aldous Snow. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, I'm sorry that has nothing to do with this, but... No, I like I, it. I laughed at that. He's definitely suspect, so I think it's a fair... Absolutely. Fair comment. Um, let's move on to the feature film, which is No Country for Old Men. Is this one you saw theatrically when it came out? Uh, I don't think I saw it at the movies. Yeah. yeah, which is a shame um, because it would have been impressive. Yeah. Definitely. Can, can you remember like your immediate reaction the first time you saw well, this film? Well, I've I read the book and I, I like his books and yeah. I was really... This is uh, Cormac McCarthy, McCarthy. Right? Yeah. yeah, and he's got a really weird writing style. Um, but, yeah, the, mo- the movie is just so great. Um, yeah. I don't think I ever get sick of watching it. The yeah. the villain um, is just done so well. He's such uh, a scary it's, it's character. Just Javier um, Bardem's character. Yeah. Um, I think this is like one of the best like slow burn movies too. Like it really kind of has a pace, just takes its time. It's not doing anything like too flashy or anything like that. It's just like a really rewarding movie to watch like i think it's um perhaps for a lot of like casual people just watching that it, it, it might seem like it's going nowhere but I, I really think that is a really rewarding movie to watch entirely uh if you can i think it's brilliant it's Absolutely. 
to Coen Brothers film as well. Yeah. Are, are you, do you rate their work or is this just like a standout one to you? I think I love this movie and like I, I like the book, so I was always going to be interested in it. For the film too, uh, another film came out around the same time and was shot extremely close to the film, uh, the film There Will Be Blood. Uh, oh, yeah. And there's a scene in that film where they set whether one of the oil wells kind of blows out and catches fire mm. and it just kind of plumes off a lot of black smoke and they weren't shooting, but they were testing the fire and smoke effects, uh, which caused uh, no country for old men to shut down for a day due to the direction. the smoke <laughs> Really? Trail. It just kind of blew through wow. and uh, shut them down for a day. Uh, so the, um, apparently a year, later at the academy awards he was thanked in the coen brothers speech when they won an award for shutting them down for a day that's pretty cool cool. gave them a day off yes and uh i didn't didn't, i've seen this a couple of times and i don't i don't remember noticing it any of the times that i saw it it didn't seem immediate or like to me I, i didn't notice it i guess but it has a lack of like music there's almost there it has carter burwell did the original score for the film but there's actually only 16 minutes of score within the film and i don't think a lot of it's music i think a lot of it is just like sounds and tones yep. to create a little bit of a rhythm but it's not i don't think it's like classical uh music um but i think it's i didn't notice it but I, I kind of think looking back now that I do know about it, that it's, it's, I think it's part of what makes that slow burn really work too. Like it doesn't rely on other media to propel it or shift it in directions that it doesn't want to go. I think it's really clever. hundred percent. I think it's definitely a good um, technique that they've used to, to do that, to let the story sort of drive itself. It's um. You were just saying before, too, about uh, Javier Bardem's character being just one of the best evil, like, villain characters in a film. And there was a... I didn't believe this, but I, I, I did a Google, and it is true. So in 2018, uh, a business insider group of uh, psychiatrics studied 400 movies and identified 126 uh, psychopathic characters. Uh, but... Javier Bardem's portrayal of uh, Anton is the most clinically accurate to a, uh, a, a psychopath, which I thought really? was fucking terrifying because I agree with you and I think it's pretty chilling to watch. And I think his weapon of choice is just fucking cruel. Yeah, for like sure. Pretty for sure. gnarly and not something you've seen in any other films before. But yeah, it's, it's different for sure. Is there... Yeah. Um, Anything else about that one that like really stands out to you as as being spectacular and why it's your number one film? No, not overly. I just think it's it's just a classic, and I've always liked it. And it, you never get sick of rewatching it. Yeah. Um, it's just a good story. For sure. I've got two more. One's a question, and one's a bit of a something else for you. <laughs> um, between now and the end of the year, is there anything you're kind of really looking forward to seeing? Pretty much, yeah, the new Bond. Um, yeah, No Time to Die. I mean, I haven't been to the movies for a long time. 
and it used to be my favourite thing. I'm really looking forward to getting back there. And I think that'll be a good film. First one back. Good film to do it, for sure. Yeah. What was the last thing you saw at the cinema before we kind of got locked down? Honestly, I can't remember. Like, maybe I saw The Gentleman and yep. um, in Chatswood, I think. And then I saw, I saw The Joker at this yep. really cool old cinema in... Um, Cremorne called sure. Hayden's, Hayden Orpheum. It's a really oh, old yeah. Did you go to one of the film showings, like the 70 mil presentations? It, it, it wasn't, no. It, was, it didn't have all that. It was just the movie, but it was really like a scary old cinema and it was yeah, like a pretty depressing movie. Um, yeah. So it was really cool. Yeah. Did, did you rate the movie though? I don't, that's one that's I like, pretty I like divided. It. Yeah. I liked it. It was a pretty, um, pretty uh, raw look at, I guess those themes though yeah i think i was hungover and i left feeling more hungover and sure. <laughs> pretty depressed sure <laughs> all right i've um i've gone on the internet cal and i've used one of your four favorite movies to find a one-star review i've taken out all the mentions or as many as i could yeah so that it still made some sense uh and i was going to see if you could uh guess the film and then defend it from this one star review (laughs) so the uh the title of this review is just rubbish yeah Uh, my least favorite director of all time he's only liked by yuppies of the world all of his movies suck this was awful my grandma liked it quirky apparently uh and well all i could say to her after that was okay boomer uh except it wasn't a thing at the time this came out Terrible. The characters are really annoying and the plot is fucking stupid. What movie is this? I, I'm very confident that it's the Grand Budapest Hotel. Would be correct. <laughs> and all those things are probably accurate, but I guess I'm just a yuppie. <laughs> I guess I'll, re- I'll reply that and let them know. Can, do you, you can defend this one from them? Can, um, you, can you set them straight on a few of their points? I'm not sure I can. I probably agree, but... <laughs> I think all the characters are pretty... I mean, he is quirky. I guess that's his charm. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't go as far as saying quirky. I would just say he's clever and arty. And the characters are funny. Ralph yeah. um, Fiennes' his character's heaps funny. Yeah. Um, it's well made. But no, <laughs> I, I think that's pretty funny criticism. Perfect. I'll submit this clip to them and let them know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it, Cal. Thanks so much for doing that, man. I um, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Had a good time. Great to talk to you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bottomless Popcorn. For bonus content, news, and upcoming guests, follow us on Instagram at Bottomless Popcorn Pod. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at bottomlesspopcornpod at gmail.com. And be sure to leave a review of your own favorite film wherever you listen to podcasts.